Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Durawal people. Welcome to Drag Me Out. I'm Haley, and I'm Cass. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, Cass, how was your week? Okay. Um, I I went into the office again the other day. I had a bit of a hip slash backside problem, as in the pain going down to my backside, not toilet issues. Mm-hmm. So I nixed the swimming. And then, so we're on a public holiday today, so the pool was closed. Yeah. But what happened was I got an email from the uh, local pool that I'm a member of that said that my application to suspend my membership was granted. I didn't ask for a suspension of membership. <laughs> I was going to say, did you ask for one? So obviously I couldn't do anything today because the pool was closed. Mm-hmm. So I sent it like this ridiculous email at like midnight going, I did not request for this. But now it means that I won't be able to go swimming until I get the membership sorted out because the time of the morning that I go, the membership place isn't, they're, they're not there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually some, you know, pubescent 17 or 18 year old kid at the, at the counter who I, I was asking something about my membership a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, I don't know. You're <laughs> going to have to talk to the membership people. Is that when they send out like the sexy people to make you not want to quit the gym <laughs> or the no, pool? No, no, no. No, I wanted to change my membership from just aquatic to an actual aquatic and gym membership. And it's only a difference of about, I think it's like $5 a week or something. So I just wanted to change the membership without doing having to do it online because I had a feeling something like this was going to happen if I wanted to do it online. Yeah. Yeah, I can't go through until that's sorted out. So I guess I'll be making a couple of phone calls or maybe just one. Apart from that, not a lot. I haven't really done a lot. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a really lazy ass week because next week's going to be ultra busy because I've got uh, that friend of mine coming from the States. Lucas is sailing. He's sailing away all the way down here from the U.S., oh right okay how long does that take i think he's taken about two two and a half weeks but their stops were like in hawaii and fiji i think it was fiji yeah f1j1 uh and then sydney and then he gets off the boat he spends about four or five days here and then he goes back to the states by plane no thank you they're floating oh. prisons i don't understand the cruise mentality but you know yeah whatever. I didn't do well I did, I was actually quite busy this week um but it was more to do with the podcast stuff so I figured out social media we got more followers Thank if you. you're listening please follow us on Instagram we post relatively funny things but we'll get better at it we promise uh, we should mention that we're by a fire today because it's a bit cold outside so it's a bit cold we just wanted to warm ourselves up with a nice fire it's, I go the opposite way. I better mm. do it this way just in case it turns up this way on the screen too. No, it shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and we're both wearing our match t-shirts. Drag me out. Ouch. 
which hopefully will become available soon. We're just sorting out merchandise. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's for the people who are listening and can't see us sitting by the fire like two knobheads. In saying that, burst your pancreas this week. Uh, this is a personal bursting of my pancreas this week. <clears throat> it still has a lot to do with the general population of the globe. Mm-hmm. However, this one's specifically for me and maybe other people who are, are in the same boat as me. And I was watching something on TV the other day and it kind of triggered me. It was, and it was, um, I don't drink, okay, alcohol. It's a personal choice. Obviously, I tried it when I was younger. It, I didn't take to it. I'm one of those people. I don't like the taste of it. And I'm definitely one of those people. If I don't like the taste of something, I don't eat it. So if I don't like the taste of something, I'm definitely not going to drink it. Mm-hmm. It's happened a few times and it's been at functions and it's been, you know, when some people have gotten together and everything and I've gone, yeah, yeah, I'll tag along because I'm, I'm not much of a socializer at bars and clubs and, and things like that, only unless there's gambling involved. You know, they'll sit there and they'll buy a drink and they'll buy a round and, and everything and they go, oh, what do you want? And I go, I'll just have a Coke or a lemon, lime and bitters or whatever it is that I particularly want on that day. And they go, oh, go on, just have one drink. And I go, no, 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 I'm fine. I don't drink. You know that I don't drink. And they go, oh, come on, it's just one more. And it's like, I do not drink alcohol. Mm. I am a lifetime designated driver. And I'm okay with that because I choose not to drink. I don't, I'm not a reformed alcoholic or anything like that. I just choose not to drink. And what really pisses me off is if I tell you that I don't drink and I don't want to drink and I just want something that's non-alcoholic, just leave it be. Yeah, I feel that it's no one's business as to why you don't want to drink. Even if you were a recovering alcoholic, it's not anyone's business to be like, oh, why don't you drink? Hmm. None of your business. It just, it really, it pisses me off to the point of I start to not enjoy the evening. Mm -hmm. I don't begrudge anybody a drink. And if you want to get paralytic, legless, pissed as a fart, three sheets to the wind, all of that other stuff, blackout drunk while you're with me, that's fine. I've got no problem with it. Mm. But almost like it it, it, it kind of almost puts you in that peer pressure moment. And obviously this is something that I've been very staunch with and I've gone like, I'm, no, even in my 20s or, or all of that other stuff. But people, if someone says that they don't want to have a drink of alcohol, don't try and force it on them because that just actually makes you look like a total ass. Yeah, know? I agree. And you don't know if this person is a recovering alcoholic. And, and doesn't want to say anything. But not that they don't want to say anything, but... You know, they might even be, you know, two, three months sober and you're saying to them, oh, go on, go on, go on, go on. So they've still got that little devil on their shoulder that goes, just one drink, won't do anything. Like, like, yeah, I think people need to be a bit more cautious, I guess, of Mm -hmm. what they try to push on to other people. Fuck you. I do not want to drink alcohol. 
You don't need this intoxicated, okay? Because look at it when it's not intoxicated. <laughs> look at how work up it gets when they're talking about not wanting to have a drink because it's a personal choice. Imagine what it is if, imagine how bad it's going to be for somebody who doesn't have the choice. They have to not drink. And those of you who are listening, I am literally looking at the screen bug-eyed with my eyes wide open because let people have their choices. Okay. So Haley, your pancreas, how's it doing? Well, I was back with general population this week for a little bit and found some things that my pancreas wanted to just burst out my butthole. If that's the easiest exit, then that's the one it's going to take. So I was on public transport. Now I keep to myself. I keep to myself. I just, yeah, public transport. And, you know, because that's what I have to do. And people who talk on the phone on loudspeaker if you're in the same carriage or you're on the same bus no one wants to hear your conversation especially if it's in a different language because I can't understand what you're saying and it might be really interesting so if I'm going to eavesdrop you better have a good conversation with somebody I don't mind if you want to talk on the phone and not have them on loudspeaker that's also fine I will listen to your half of the conversation and judge you for it, yeah. And judge you, yes. The other thing that pisses me off is people who listen to music without headphones. Listen to hear eshes. No one wants to hear you doof doof in your boots and cats, boots and cats, boots and cats. No one wants to hear it. No one wants to have you have their boombox over their shoulder walking down the platform. You're not cool. I want to push you in front of a train. Stop it. If you can afford a bin box, you can afford headphones. I had one guy walk down the stairs and I was walking up the stairs and it was in like the, the corridors underneath the, the train stations. Mm-hmm. And he started playing. It wasn't even like a doof doof song. He like literally got to the bottom of the stairs and I hear turn around every now and then. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I was like, where is that coming from? And then it's like coming from someone's pocket and he's just play- blasting it. It's echoing through the, the tunnels. I'm like, how embarrassing for you. But yes, there is a particular subset of the Australian culture that likes to wear bum bags, smoke on platforms and say eshe bra a lot. And those particular ones are the ones that want to listen to their music really loudly. All that says to me is that obviously you do drugs can you please stay away from me? That's it. That's all it says to me. You know, if you're going to walk past me and you're going to have your phone blasting totally clips of the heart, be prepared that I'm just going to burst into song at any (laughs) given time. I'm just going to start singing along. And if you don't like it, well, more fool you. I had it stuck in my head for the rest of the day. So that was nice. (laughs) Um, But yes, any music out loud, talking you know, on loudspeaker, just be a better person. We don't ask for much. No. If you're in a carriage by yourself and you want to play music, that's fine. But just check that you're in a carriage by yourself first. Yeah. 
I had that when I was at, um, remember how I was in hospital a few weeks ago, mm. right? We were sitting in the waiting room. My mum took me to the hospital and we were sitting there waiting and old mate was sitting behind us and he obviously had stuffed up his bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had it on loudspeaker in the waiting room of the hospital where I'm sitting with chest pains. Turns out he was having chest pains too, but he didn't give a shit about anybody else, mm-hmm. right? And we heard about how he accidentally locked himself out of his Westpac bank account and then was like giving passwords and numbers and God knows what else over the thing. But we could actually hear the other side of the conversation. And had I have not been in as much pain as I was, I was going to turn around and go, unless you're going to give everybody in this waiting area 500 fucking dollars, fucking shut up. But it goes back to the whole wait your turn thing because he was actually the person who was directly in front of me when we came into the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I knew that once he went, then I was going to go. So I just had to wait for him to be. And it was the same old mate that cut in front of you at the grocery store. No, 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 no. Because I'm, (laughs) no, that guy, I'm pretty sure his name was Bill. It may not have been. This guy was like a Spiro. And I'm pretty sure his name was Spiro or Spiros or something. And now we have all these bank account details. Thank you, Spiros. You're going to fund our merchandising. I love that you love water. I love that you love water. <laughs> I don't love water anymore, but. We can't have water anymore. Oh, oh, bariatric people. You need to be able to put something in your water to soften it. Water is too hard. It makes your stomach feel like it's burning. And it's very, very uncomfortable. It feels really heavy in my stomach. Yeah. But it doesn't last very long for me. And also because of the different types of surgeries, um, so apparently sleeves a lot harsher because you mm-hmm. because they actually take out part of your stomach, whereas yeah. bypass, as it says, is actually bypasses your stomach. So sleeve, I, I think, is a bit more difficult to have water. I have to have like sugar-free cordial or um, the lemon mineral water or like whatever the mineral water is, like a little bit of bubbles. Uh, I can drink straight water, but it's only small sips. And I'm like, yeah, this is just pointless. It hurts. It hurts. So you had the mini bypass and I had the full bypass. Mm. So gastric sleeve is not is not reversible because they actually take out a portion of your stomach. Mm-hmm. Whereas a gastric bypass, you can have them reverse because your stomach's still there. And I found with people who get the sleeve, it seems to be, revision. yeah, it, it seems to be a seven year gap. And then they mm-hmm. get this and then they get the full bypass yeah. because they put the weight back on and well, you can stretch it. And you can stretch it and it looks like the Omega loop or the one that you got, you, they create this little pouch and then it's called a Rue limb. So R-U-X limb and you bypass, you bypass your stomach. You've got this little pouch, you buy, um, you bypass your stomach, you've got the limb and then you connect up to your small intestine. Whereas the, the full gastric bypass there's no little pouch. It connects straight to your intestine. Mm. I don't know what, like why they do one over the other. The reason I had the full gastric bypass and not the sleeve is because of my reflux. Mm. They say that the sleeve can make the reflux worse and end up, people end up getting revision. Now people who end up getting revision from 
the sleeve to the bypass expects this massive amount of weight loss, but it never is because your body is already used to the minimal calories that you eat. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend the sleeve unless you're... Unless your doctor is giving you a reason why it has to be the sleeve over the bypass. Yeah. Because yeah, at the end of the day, the sleeve's not reversible. No. No. And the thing that I noticed on the Facebook group, the one that Haley got kicked out of. Yeah. Good. I didn't get kicked out. I left. I just made a big song and dance about it before I left. Mm-hmm. You tell it to Oprah, darling. Um, I got the receipts. I can show you. I got the receipts. <laughs> she got kicked out. Um, that, um, God, I can't even remember what I was saying now. Who cares? Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Oh, before we actually move on to the next portion of the pageant, I yes, uh, just want to make a small little apology to our guest last week, Ivana Kebab. Haley brought it to my attention and I was like, oh, we'll just see how it goes. And yeah, she, it was cute how we kind of introduced her. But we didn't actually introduce her. We did not, but she's the media's queen in Melbourne. She needs her introduction. Ivana Kebab. Ivana but Kebab. We love you. We do. And we'll see you again on the podcast because that's what you said. We're and we're holding you to it. it. We've got receipts. Yep, got the receipts. Yeah, she was amazing. She was spectacular and, God, she was good. Like, I'm not even going to think of any superlatives or anything. Is superlative a word? Yeah, it is. Like, we didn't want a guest this week just because we just wanted to bask in the fabulousness that is Ivana Kebab. <sighs> Yes, so next week we we are having someone co-host, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, once I hear back from them, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so oh, 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 okay. So, yeah, Ivana Kebab was last week's guest. Mm-hmm. So it's is it's not an introduction as such. It's an apologetic recap. And we love you. And we love you. And I'm not trying to come for your look. As I said last week, you inspire us. And if I try to come for your look, your gig's safe, okay? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be taking any work from you or anything mm-hmm. like that. We'll, we'll quickly do this week's food fixation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you tried anything new this week? I have. I, yeah. try, I had made myself Greek salad tonight with the, like, already cooked beef but in you put it in the oven like it's already yep. slow cooked and you put it in the oven mm-hmm. and I had that tonight and I ate quite a fair amount of it like it was mm-hmm. not like heaps but like I didn't feel sick it didn't sit heavy yeah it was nice to eat so um, you tried that so do you have a fixation no I've been really bad with food so much so that I haven't been able to poop but earlier today I did have, I want to find a good word for it. I did a honking dirt snake, so it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Probably going to be the name of the episode. Go on. (laughs) What are you you doing? Idiot. If I decide to keep this in there. (laughs) You only dropped one kid off at the pool. 
<laughs> nope, definitely dropped a whole fucking litter. <laughs> oh, God, I'm struggling to recover from this. I was going to tell you my food fixation now, but... Um... Rectal rocket? No, I got I go on days. <laughs> So um, <laughs> my food fixation this week, I haven't, I haven't, have I tried anything new? No, no, I don't think I have. Uh, so my food fixation this week is, it's only been today. I've been pretty good most of the week because I've put a little bit of weight on, but that happens. Most of that's come off again. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, but I, I went into a YouTube rabbit hole of Martha Stewart today. <laughs> and it's Martha's cooking school and they're about 20 to 30 minutes long, the episode. And she was making French toast. Okay. And I really wanted French toast. And if I couldn't have French toast in lieu of French toast, I wanted waffles. Mm -hmm. And if I couldn't get a waffle, pancakes, all of the things that we can't really have anymore. Fucking jailbird, Joey, Martha Stewart strikes again and made me want something that I can't have so what are we up to what are we doing next we're up to your actually would you mind first Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I will give my review about Elvira mistress of the dark Mm -hmm. did you want me to hate it did you feel that I would hate it I I thought maybe you might feel indifferent to it like it was cheesy it was. Yeah, cheesy. that's the whole point. That's yeah, the whole point. but I actually quite liked it. Elvira's hilarious. Mm-hmm. The story, you know, it. Well, if anyone who hasn't watched it, it's on YouTube, so you can just watch it there. But it's she inherits. She's a really like sits on a lounge and introduces new movies. I think is that what she does? Yeah, that's actually kind of uh, she had a sh- she had a show in Vegas, if I recall. She had a relationship with Elvis in vegas for a little bit yeah um and if i'm wrong don't come for me but i that's just what i remember and then we actually my mum, hi gloria mum and i would watch tv uh, on channel 10 late at night and her whole gig was that she would show these really schlocky old horror movies from like the 50s and stuff mm-hmm. and she would do commentary to them which is what she actually starts in the beginning of the movie yeah that's correct yeah yeah, so that's what that's what she became famous for. And then, like, I love how it's just all centred on the boobs. I love it. Everything's yeah. about the boobs. Whenever they pan in from her, it's from the boobs and then out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so then she inherits a house from her aunt, her great aunt, who she's aunt called Garner. Met. Yeah. And she gets a cookbook, but it's not a cookbook. It's a spell book because her aunt was a witch. And, you know, there's the bad brother. Yeah. yeah her uncle. Yeah. Her great uncle. Uncle Vinny. Uncle Vinny. Yeah. Who is like wants the spell book and, you know, he tries to do bad stuff anyway. And then the whole town. Oh, I loved the chairperson. Her name was Chastity Pariah. Yeah. And when Elvira poisons them all and they make them all horny and she's like, oh, is this seat taken? And then just, just sits on his face. <laughs> yeah. And is Patty a drag queen? I got confused about that. She kind of looked like no. a drag queen. No? No, no, she's... no. She's an actual actress, yeah. Okay. Because the picture's not great, I couldn't really distinguish. And yeah. then obviously you could tell that the boobs, her boobs were fake. 
Is Elvira's boobs fake? Was that a breastplate? She's great boobs. I might get those. I might go to the doctor and be like, I want Elvira boobs. Elvira boobs. Yeah. yeah. And then is that where the saying came from, how's your head? Haven't heard any complaints yet? Did, or is it come from somewhere else? I want to say it came from that movie because that was the first time I ever heard it. Yeah. I might do some yeah. research on that. But that's, yeah, and I heard that was like the last, one of the last things that she said. Yeah. But um, one of the one of the things that she says in the movie, which was one of my favorite things I took away from it, is there's nothing wrong with G-rated movies as long as there's lots of sex and violence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I I like that she was. I understand that they exploited her for her boobs, like that was just the whole premise of the movie. But I like that she was in charge of like her own sort of sexuality, like yeah. Yeah, so I, I actually didn't mind it. It was cheesy and it was, but I reckon they should the whole point of it. revamp it, just saying. With her? Reboot. Yeah. She looks just as She's, good now. Yeah, she still looks great. Still looks great. Like, she's amazing. And what the funny thing was, let's just say a year ago, I don't know, she was married. I think she's had a kid. She came out. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, she came out. I think it was last year or the year before. So welcome to the family, Elvira. Welcome to the family, Cassandra Peterson. It was... Roast or toast? Oh, that's right. i got to do that. I didn't even think about my ratings. I'm going to give it two toasts. Two toasts? Yeah, I'm going to go with two toasts. So it was a toast. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Would you watch it again? If I had a better version of it, I would, yes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of shocking movies, <laughs> how did Sharknado go? 84 minutes. I know I'm never going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I clicked on it and I saw it was 2013, I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked again and I went, oh, my God, there's six of them. Yeah, there's heaps of them. I thought there was only four. <laughs> Apparently mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read randomly from the notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but the premise is that there are fucking sharks in a fucking tornado. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a pretty self-explanatory. It, start, it, it starts out with like a whole bunch of sharks in the water and a t- tornado approaches them and basically swoops them up out of the water. And then all of a sudden it's not raining men, it's raining sharks. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, I was watching it and I saw the sharks get swept up in the tornado and I went, um, a real shark would have died. <laughs> are these mutant sharks? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are mutant sharks. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the movie looked like it was made on a camcorder. Right. <laughs> like There was actually um, a, a wave and a stormy sky and then they – you looked at the graphic and they didn't quite match up and there was actually a line of white where the two things didn't meet up. It was very funny. It was, uh, funnily enough, almost Elvira-esque in that sense. Like it was schlocky mm-hmm. and it was unapologetically schlocky. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is all we could afford. Go watch our movie. Yeah. Um, now, the main character... I think his name was Finn, played by Ian Zeering, who was the knob from Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. I used to watch it. He thought himself a bit of all right back then. 
and I noticed that he kind of still thought of himself as a bit of all right. <laughs> and then I kind of went like this. I was watching. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I started out watching the movie with my phone and I was kind of, I wasn't watching it on my phone, but I had my phone in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, no, no, give it the attention because you're going to be reviewing it. So I put the phone down and went, oh, my God, it's the dad from Home Alone. <laughs> I saw him in an art house lesbian movie from years ago thinking, oh, my God, did you do you need the money that bad? And then when I saw him in Sharknado, I went, yes, he does need the money that bad. <laughs> and then um so there was something about it that kind of now I'm I'm going to I'm not comparing it I'm saying it had the same vibe as but the movie I'm about to mention was so much better because of who was in it and all of that other stuff but it had this like Hurricane Bianca vibe to it Mm -hmm. the the tornado and all of that right the scene in the bar when the first sharks first started coming in mm-hmm. and the girl Nova, her name was the chick that had the crush on Finn. Mm-hmm. So they cut, they did a cutaway to her like pumping the shotgun and shooting the shark. Mm-hmm. The thing was that they forgot to put the background behind her. It was literally just like a black or a gray screen behind her. Yeah. There was no bar windows, like people or anything like that. And I was just went, oh, okay, yeah, no, no worries. And then when they, the more sharks started to come into the bar and everything, all of a sudden they had this arsenal. Like they were just taking guns and stuff from out from behind the bar and, you know. Well, they're in America. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they're in California. <laughs> the sharks are landing on the pier and they're scared and are like are running away from the sharks, but sharks can't move on land. They don't have legs. They don't have arms. They just lay there going like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the thing that actually made me laugh was the Ferris wheel that becomes dislodged and starts rolling down Santa Monica Pier and everyone's running away from it. Take two steps to yeah. the left and it'll just roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, yep. Yeah. And then they broke Santa Monica Pier um and then when they were driving through the streets of LA and all of that and they had like stock footage of like thunderstorms and rain and stuff um and then like they're driving and like they hear this banging against the door and it like while they're driving while they're moving driving quite fast with the turbo in the car and stuff and sharks are knocking up against the door (laughs) and then they're like what's that what's that (laughs) Oh, it's under the car. And then the shark comes through the top of the car. And I'm like, what am I watching? And then gets to the best note. Why does Haley fucking hate me so much? Because <laughs> there's an Aussie guy there with them as well. And they kind of stereotyped him a little bit with the, oh, bloody hell and all of this other stuff. And then they went full stereotype with, oh, mate, I think you've got a couple of kangaroos loose in the top paddock. <laughs> Which to those who are international listening means that like they're nuts, they're psycho. A couple of kangaroos loose in the top party. Uh, the son, Matt, I think his name is, he, him and Nova go in a helicopter so they got better access to the tornado so they could drop the bombs in. 
and something happens and the helicopter gets jolted or something like that and she ends up in the mouth of a shark who's up in the tornado sky and so the, the son has to make an emergency landing and Finn goes running he goes where's Nova and she's, he's like she didn't make it and so they do the final assault thing and they've already stolen a Hummer or something and so he gets all of the bombs and the big bomb that's made out of the gas barbecue tank and he drives towards the main tornado where all the sharks are and he hits nitro on the car and jumps out and everything's all blah, blah, blah. And then this shark comes towards him that's flown out of the tornado. And so he's like, it's finally time to, you know, there's a new sheriff in town, pew, pew, but with his chainsaw, <laughs> but yes. with his chainsaw, right? And then he... <laughs> Like, I know this is a really long premise and review, and I promise I'll get to the review bit, but it was just so ridiculous. I'm, I'm, fuck. So, he, so this shark comes towards him with the big mouth open. Like, ah. <laughs> so he fucking rips the chainsaw. <laughs> he rips the chainsaw to start. And then he goes into the mouth of the shark. And you're like, well, you know, he's got the chainsaw. Of course, he's got to get out. So the chainsaw, like the shark dies. But this is how the shark dies. It doesn't actually die from like impact for the ground or anything like that. He gets his way out of the shark by chainsawing its belly open. And then as he gets out, everyone's going, oh, you're alive. He goes back in and pulls out fucking Nova. (laughs) (laughs) Being alive after. (laughs) And what happened was, what what I kept thinking to myself was, I really want to take some of what the creator was taking when he thought of the movie. <laughs> you don't drink, but you'll do that. <laughs> I was like, he's taken about seven endones and a swig of scotch and just went, fuck it. Let's just make a movie about sharks and tornadoes. And it'll create five sequels to it, I promise. And someone's like, So you're not at all curious in the sequels? <laughs> no. Because but. I could tell you that Tara Reid loses a hand in, I think, the <laughs> second one. And then in the third one, she's got like a hook for a hand. It was so fucking bad. I'm going to have to watch them all. awesome. It was so bad. It was so good. Um, so I actually have to give it two ratings. <laughs> It was a roast, fucking 27 roast chickens. <laughs> but it was so fantastically bad. <laughs> I'm giving it the whole loaf of toast. Well, that's going to be hard to put up on the screen. I'm so sorry. It was so fucking great. It was, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. And I really hope I fuck you over with the next <laughs> So what have you got for me this week? Have you seen the new Jumanji? I've never seen any Jumanji. Watch the original because I feel that you'll want to watch the other ones, which are on Netflix anyway. So you are watching the original Jumanji on Stan, 1995 okay. with... Robin Williams. Do you want to know yours? Oh, God. I'm scared. Okay, go. 
Have you ever seen the movie Connie and Carla? It's on Stan. Okay. So now we're going to be talking about the drag section of our pageant. Yes. A RuPaul's Drag Race secret celebrity. We found out who they all were. Picked all the reveals. We picked them prior to watching them. Picked them like a dirty nose, we did. And then we said goodbye to Donna Bellissima. Which, between her and Thirsty, I feel that Thirsty should have gone home. I agree. And Thirsty's been in the bottom a few times. Yeah, and Chakra 7-1, still don't get it. I'm un- unsure how that happened. Chick Fay killed that with peanut butter. Yes. I know I'm a bit biased because I like Chick Fay, but I think that she should have won that one. I'm confused as to why she didn't. Mm-hmm. Poppy Love, like, I like Poppy Love. He's my second favorite. But it seems so strange to me that he looks like he's thinking about performing I'm like you've been performing before I was born I think yeah but when he was in the back street boys I think that's when he was doing the drugs and alcohol and stuff so maybe he wasn't conscious backstreet boys have had residency at Vegas for the last couple years and they've all been there so... yeah so he's used to the routine they only get like a week with this routine so they would have done like their rehearsals and all of that before the Vegas routine. Plus, I don't think the Backstreet Boys dance around with like corsets and wigs and in high heels. No, they don't. But, you know, he's a performer. I just thought it would be a bit more natural. Maybe, but like he still might be a bit nervous. He's really stepping out of a comfort zone. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's amazing for doing it, like being a straight man and just being like you know what if this is what I want to do this is what I want to do yeah um so he was good like he performed well but I still think Chick Lafay should have won that I don't I don't understand Chakra 7 I don't get it I'm, I don't get it is it because she's got a badge maybe yeah I just I don't get it no I'm I'm not I'm really not seeing it not at all I hope she doesn't win it I hope she doesn't win it either because I'm <sighs> I want it to be between Chick Fay and Poppy Love. That's who I want it yeah. to be between. But I don't know if they're gonna have three. I don't know if they're gonna have well, because it's final four now. But I hope that Chakra Seven kind of goes. But she's not, she's the favorite now. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think she'll win the next one, hopefully. I think they're trying to even it out. Mm. But that's celebrity drag race done. <sighs> We finally get to RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. We did talk about it a little bit last week. A little bit, but Queen Kong didn't win. Correct. Hanaconda did not win. Correct. Spanky Jackson pulled it out of her ass for the win. Do you think she Well done, Spanky Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. But no. Um, Overall performance, do you think that she should have won? I'm here to ask the hard-hitting questions. You are, uh, and this is a hard-hitting question because that means that I may have to diss my girl Spanky. However, at the same time, I did say episode or two ago that she is consistently crap. So here are the reasons why I believe she won. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
the consistent crapness was actually quite endearing. She is representing what a drag queen is in general, mm -hmm. right? They don't have the money to get themselves fancy costumes or anything like that. They have to put together whatever they've got in order to be able to do their, their thing, their performance or whatever it is. She's basically encapsulating what every drag queen sees, mm -hmm. right? So, but don't get me wrong, Hannah Conda, some of the best runways, that bug runway from, uh, I think it was episode two? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, where she came out with the uh, the brown, uh, no, was it brown? Or brownie purpley type um, dress coat mm -hmm. thing. Like her, her runways were so good. She was really, really, really good. Then I think it comes down to the whole charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. There was no doubting that all three of them had talent, mm -hmm. right? All of them obviously put themselves out there to be judged, all of that, the nerves. Each of them had their own take on drag. There's a uniqueness. It came down to the charisma. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how she looks or anything like that, she is entertaining when she performs we're talking about spanky jackson right yeah yeah she's entertaining when she performs she has a fantastic personality in and out of drag and i can't remember which of the uh judges said it and please if they have a season three can we get rid of reese nicholson like i mm. put joel creasy in or ursula carlson or no, something i don't like, like joel creasy well, could we put somebody in who's got a little bit more? I know that they're editing him quite a lot, but I just, I don't know. But one of the judges actually said, like, Spanky has that, the, the star quality. Like, Spanky's got the X factor. Like, I agree, and I feel that they've gone against the grain in this season. Like, for some reason, I don't know what it was. But because... In previous seasons, I don't feel that they've made allowances for people who can't afford nice drag. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, look at um, what's her name, Chi Chi Devane. God rest your soul, Chi Chi. Like she was getting bagged out because you know she was basically dragging everything together. Like she was dragging everything together to drag. Yeah. And you know, and she was copying crap from it probably on socials as well, because there are people who believe that they're the world's greatest drag critic. Mm -hmm. And we are not drag critics by any any mm -hmm. stretch. And uh, like we've ragged on Silky Nutmeg Ganache, but you know, if that's all you can afford and that's all you can do, then that's what you do. And, you know, that's what I think was happening with Spanky Jackson. It was the fact that she, that's all she could do. I, I just don't understand why this exception was made for spanky but what like people on other seasons have been read for filth for their drag not being up to the standard do you think that they're learning their lesson maybe because they could understand that you know some drag queens aren't fortunate enough they can't make the money down here that they can make overseas now no that's, that's correct and that's and that's the thing like they can do a 50 60 city tour of the u.s make some coin mm. you know they they get tipped over there when they're performing mm -hmm. so they can make you know some more money that way 
drag, even though it's, yes, it's getting bigger it, it, down here, it's nowhere near as much. We don't have the kind of population, the kind of, you know, co coverage across the country or anything like that. So some people may have put their whole life savings into really great, great drag and not, you're not going to get any judgment because we enjoyed seeing it. But I think it was because Banky encapsulated the everyday drag queen and they didn't do a Miss Congeniality, did they? No. Because there's no way that anybody would have beat Spanky for that. Like Spanky was the total package except for the drag. Are you upset with? No, uh, no, right. because I like Spanky and right. I wanted and her to win, but I feel that Hannah Conda may have deserved it more. But I think also the hashtag teaming and all of that had something to do with it as well. I'm pretty sure that Rue looks at all of those because the winner is not announced until the actual time we see it. So, because they don't forget, they record all three of them winning. Yeah, I'm not taking away anything from Spanky's win. Um, mm. I'm just a little bit miffed, sad for Hannah Gonda. There was no, there were no losers in that top three. No, it like, wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. Um, because they had their viewing party. I've got a little bit more here. You do have RuPaul there. Thank you, Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hello, the fabulous Wonder Mama. You want a nice pillow? Yeah, please get those. I have one too, but I'm still waiting for my pillows from Amazon that was supposed to turn up at 8 o'clock tonight, but still haven't turned up. Turn it over. Um, and you turn it over. Oh, and it's look. boy RuPaul. Look. I have that one. And then I went back onto the Etsy website uh, yesterday and I purchased... It's the two-sided one again, but it's Moira from Schitt's Creek on one side and David from Schitt's Creek on the other. Oh, when you sent me that message, I literally don't think I had any idea what you were trying to say. Yeah, no, I bought it. I bought it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have the RuPaul one and I'm going to have the um, the, the Schitt's Creek one. Yeah. So if anybody just wants a really nice pillowcase or something a little bit different, check out Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. We're selling them at Melbourne Drag at, Expo. That's where we got yep, ours. And it's going to be in Sydney. It's going to be in Sydney to sell them there, but you can get them online. We'll leave the link down there. Yeah. And they're really great quality too. Yeah, they're soft, cuddly. I'm going to they drag are. out my bed. My husband's not going to agree with me, but it's okay. Well, you can always go sleep on the lounge. Uh, and but they it's not just like RuPaul and Shits Creek there are plenty of varieties I think there's a Freddie Mercury one there's some heaps. superhero ones there's heaps heaps and heaps get on it get on it they're great they're great gifts do it get if it done you want to pay postage wait until Sydney Drag Expo and get them there yeah but she was like yeah. so busy when we were there mm-hmm um she had them all on display and there were only the pillow that was sorry there were only the pillow case, pillow case. So, which is good because if you have to fly to sydney to come to sydney drag expo it's much easier just taking home a case yeah don't go there and go uh, it's a pillow case and there's no pillow it's a pillow case it doesn't say pillow included yeah like when you buy You're... things with batteries and they don't have any batteries yeah Ruin a good Christmas. What are you going to do, right? 
So I guess we're coming to the uh, local drag shows that are happening. The Stonewall Hotel, 10.30 p.m. Saturday nights, the Gospels with Minnie Cooper, Hannah Condor and Jackie Hyde. Saturday nights at the Newtown Hotel, 8.30 p.m. Live drag with Minnie Cooper, Tora Hyman, Victoria Anthony, Hannah Condor and Dakota Secret. Triple D's with Maxi Shield and Jackie Hyde and Coco Jumbo every Saturday, 9 p.m. Gingers at the Oxford. Drag Queen Trivia every first Wednesday of the month. The next one coming up is on October 5th, 7 p.m. at Peppy's on the Beach in Wollongong. Dagong. Your hood. So Death Becomes Her with Elawara and Roxy Horror at The Vault, 21st of October and November 19th. Tickets are $35. Coming up in November, we have a new friend, a charismatic. We'll be performing in Soiree, the Drag Circus Dinner Cabaret, the 11th of November, Club York, 95 to 99 York Street, Sydney, from 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. So thank you for watching another episode or listening to another episode of Drag Me Out. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Leave a comment below. Nice comments, please. Um, If you're listening... Our can't take it, okay? Yeah, I... (sighs) I just want people to love me. We're available on all of the podcast streaming services, your iTunes, your Spotify's, iHeartRadio. Yeah, wherever you find good podcasts and even bad podcasts, if you find them there, we'll probably be there too. Any new upcoming drag queens? Any normal? I forgot. Yeah, any... Any drag queens. Any drag queens. Any Any up and coming. all fabulous. Send us a DM on Insta. We're going to try and organize um, some more times to interview people, mm-hmm. uh, come on the show, have yep. a chat. We don't care what you talk about. Don't care. Yep. yep. Anything. Any, anything you want. Any any questions, any suggestions on how we can make this better? We've we need all the help we can get. The next couple of weeks, uh, a few drag queens and a surprise guest. Yes. But we won't reveal that just yet. No, and we promise we'll introduce them a lot better. Sorry, Ivana Kebab. Sorry, Ivana. We love you. We love you. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ooh, fire. Ooh, Ooh. nice and cozy and warm. Ooh. Drag me out. Drag me out. Drag me out.